This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Hello, everyone. Oh, you know, I forgot that our episode together, our first episode hasn't come out yet. And so today the listener episode came out as we record this. And people were like, oh, my gosh, Christine's here. So I feel like we're kicking off now. You know, I I saw that, too, that people were very excited to hear your voice for uh, February. And we've never we still have not addressed this yet. But this is the month that is our five year anniversary. I know. I really we really should have planned that better we had five years to figure we out what we, know, were gonna we do. <laughs> knew from day three of this podcast that once we hit well we didn't know we would ever hit five years but i mm. certainly think if we had had thought ahead we we knew we weren't gonna plan anything can you imagine if we hit 10 years <laughs> no ah, that'd be so crazy oh that'd be silly God. that'd be silly we'll that'd see that'd be silly billy hey, i don't think any of us are gonna hit 10 years the rate if, the planet's going right now so if we do hit 10 years though we officially have five years to plan that and it better be a, a big big slam dunk party i think you're what right think? let's start over we didn't plan that for this so we got five right. years yeah okay we'll it's 2017 do- again nothing bad has happened we just get to <laughs> well, ride this wave all over again trump literally just became president but <laughs> okay, aside never from mind. that <laughs> never it was mind. kind of like the beginning of the end you know but um great way to look at it yeah yeah so well that's okay we have five more years we'll do a double celebration then and then when we hit 10 we'll say well 15 you know so we'll, we'll just keep this party going this this is definitely like a personality I can maintain for five years of like saying, I'll get to it later. <laughs> we'll get to it. It's a personality we were born with and we've cultivated very carefully over the you years. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Why do you drink this weekend? I drink. Honestly, I do drink because I feel bad that like uh, it's our five year and I feel like usually I'd really bring something to the table and I feel uh, like I failed you, even though I know that's not how you feel. But uh, my intrusive thoughts are telling me that I have <laughs> failed us. So that's why I drink. How about you? Oh, gosh. Well, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, intrusive not to make thoughts. things so wildly deep, but <laughs> TM, TM. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I brought with me the inside of my box of wine today. <gasps> because, Fun. Yeah, we're almost empty on this guy on this bad boy. So um, I had to pull him out of the little uh 
It's like the old days, you know, I just had to pull them out of the little box, boxy box. I I miss that. I miss just seeing like an empty bladder of wine and knowing you'll handle the rest of it. (laughs) My brother does not because he came over to record Beach to Sand yesterday and like throughout the recording, I just kept sounding like I was peeing on the sofa. I just kept pouring uh, boxed no. wine. Me and every, uh, and that's why we drink listener, is all too uh, well uh, informed about the sounds of peeing on the show. You and it's know. always you pouring wine. One day when I do pee, I feel like everyone's going to be like, that's not wine. Something's happening. Honestly, if you peed, you could probably get away with it. I wish I had told you that when you were pregnant. Um, I think you did, actually, because I'm pretty sure at one point I did almost pee my pants while we were recording. And you were like, <laughs> go for it. You just wanted the chaos to happen. I, You know... You're welcome, by the way, that I was like, would I judge you? No. Does the camera see anything past your belly? No. So, like, you can do whatever you want. But will the camera keep recording and will M insist on posting it online? Yes. <laughs> I, I will take a clip of it for sure and, and let everyone know behind the scenes what was going on. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, well, I'm glad you're drinking uh drinking because you're actually drinking because you're, you brought a bladder of wine with you. I did. And I actually, um, this is so sad. I'm so glad nobody can see the other side of this camera of this computer because I brought another box up because this one's obviously empty now. And I was like, well, I got to bring another one up just in case <laughs> I, I need more. I'm like, I'm, what is wrong with me? I'm confused what the sad part of that is because <laughs> it's just like an empty box flipped over like a empty bladder of wine, a full one next to it. And then like expensive fucking recording equipment all around it. <laughs> it's not sad. It's just risky, it's but just that's dangerous. But that's how I live. You that's know? how Christine lives on the edge every day with her wine. Exactly. Uh, I did not get something to drink. I'm supposed to be drinking more water. Uh, and oh, I me too. did not bring any water. I brought so. a hydro jug. Oops. I just haven't been drinking it. I brought, I just <laughs> pulled out my hydro jug today and I, by the way, uh, go follow uh, Beachy Sandy and do their promo code or something for hydro jug. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. Beach. Uh, I just pulled mine out of the wash and I was like, oh, I'm going to use this today. Nope. Totally forgot. It's so, so hard to like make yourself drink water. It's true. I mean, everyone can relate, I think. Hey, I have an update about Adderall though. Oh, excellent. Tell me. So uh, I'm officially, so they upped my dose. So now I'm doing at least 10 milligrams a day, but I can go up to 20 if I need it. But okay. it's like, take it like two times a day. So it'd be 10 and 10. Sure. Um, and I'm officially like cross across the threshold of like any side effects I might experience. And oh. so I'm just like fully in it. Um, and one thing I've noticed is that I focus very well, but on the wrong things. So... <laughs> So half worked. Step one is half complete. Worked. I've I've noticed that like the only way I could explain it is I feel like I'm like if you're driving and you like overcorrect when you're steering. Oh. I feel like I'm trying really hard to focus on the right thing, and the focus part isn't the problem anymore. But it's like now all of these tasks I've been. Well, you got to neg- tell us what the wrong thing is that you're focusing on. Oh, I was trying to be a good person, and I posted. Uh, something about like what privilege looks like or intersectionality and someone dm'd me and was like hey what does this mean and instead of saying like google's free i was like feeling like really into giving them the answer and then i ended up reading like five dissertations on like religious privilege and so (laughs) it it turned into a whole thing where like i was using my newfound powers for good but i thought you were about to say i was was using my noodle and i was like you were certainly using your noodle um i I was using my noodle but i was using it your newfound noodle in a new way (laughs) 
Um, a silly noodle moment. Well, but. hey, next Thanksgiving, you will be prepared when any of your family members, extended or otherwise, ask you about intersectionality and you can be like, step aside. <laughs> really any Sunday. I'm like ready for any uh, evangelical Christian to come at me now because I definitely did a lot of thesis work today. So it sounds like you're focusing on all the right things. I, I don't know what to tell you. Right things, wrong time. Meanwhile, um, I downloaded Donkey Kong on my Switch. So, like, <laughs> mm, I think you're winning. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I know you said you have a long story, so I will get to mine now Yay. Uh, just to knock it out of the way. And I feel like a lot of people will be pleased with it. I hope they are. I've been trying to hear your cries, and I saw some people saying that I'd been doing too many ghost stories in a row, so they what? want something new. I don't know. I'm just What's giving the people what they people? want. Giving the people what they want, or at least whatever this one person's opinion was. You said something and it stuck with me and now I'm trying to do you a service. So they said they wanted more urban legends. You're getting one. And Ooh. I don't totally know if it's an urban legend. It's pretty much a, like um, 
over the last couple of years, it's growing into a well-known lore. But uh, actually, really, thanks to like TikTok and uh, social media is the reason it's growing. But this is the story of a girl. Not, story of it's not a story and it's not like a series i don't know here's the urban legend or the lore of staircases in the woods that lead to nowhere oh wait no you've talked about doorways in the woods i haven't heard about staircases i don't think i talked about the back doors by accident and then that was supposed to be the back rooms and now these are the stairs right but when you talked about that you mentioned that there was a thing about doorways in the woods right like you i think you mentioned that maybe i did not cover doorways but this is stairs okay i'm okay i'm in Honestly, eventually all these urban legends are just going to build a whole house with the <laughs> amount of structural foundations it's like I'm a Barbie dream about. house out there, like an elevator. If anyone has a haunted Barbie dream house and <gasps> there are back rooms to it and staircases that lead to nowhere and a motorcycle outside your window. Jesus Christ. I heard that. Everyone on earth heard that. Oh, wow. He was a problem. Anyway. If you are not a menace to society and you have a Barbie dream house that's also haunted, let me know. I'd love to report about it. <laughs> so, okay, here are the staircases in the – I didn't know what to call it, so I wrote staircases in the woods that lead to nowhere. That's catchy. <laughs> it's at least true. It's um, at least very descriptive, yes. Yeah. So fun fact about these staircases is that they there's a show on shutter called channel zero and a whole season is apparently about them so like there's oh. enough staircases to talk about for a whole season uh i didn't actually watch the show but i did see a lot of promo about it in my ads once i had done enough research on my laptop about this because the keywords are literally staircase in the woods lead to nowhere and you got the it. internet was like i know exactly what you need <laughs> instagram was like this one isn't even hard to pinpoint <laughs> so uh again it could be an urban legend but it has become pretty well known lore over the last few years and just like a a uh, lot of my topics that are urban legends or conspiracies in some way they all stem from one little uh website that maybe rhymes with credit what do you think that could be, Christine? Um, <laughs> what are you, what stupid thing are you going to say? <laughs> I waited say, like, one millisecond too long. <laughs> you're going to say AOL.com. Like, <laughs> okay, so on Reddit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. As, <laughs> so this, uh, I guess, lore really started be- to become popular I think around 2019, every single article I looked up for, like, sources on the history of this urban legend mentioned this Reddit. Now, I don't know if the thread itself is from 2019 or if the last time someone looked at it was 2019 because I looked through a bunch of different subreddits that had the same story on it. And I don't know what the original thread was anymore. I saw some that even said, like, six years ago, which was longer than 2019. So... I don't know if everyone was just using different threads for their source, but I would say it probably started around 2015, just to give a good guesstimate. Okay. Um, and it was in the No Sleep subreddit, and there was a handle called Search and Rescue Woods. Oh, I don't. I'm already freaked out. Like I'm already freaked out. How silly it, is that? Well, it's extra silly because there's a. It's wild to me. For no reason, but it just feels odd whenever a handle or a username is so easily 
readable versus oh, like true point true point like i'm always crazy 444 like instead of it like being a bunch of weird hey like, now back off <laughs> but like when it's just like clearly like a it feels like a company name or like it's too professional to be cool enough for like social media you know i got you no i totally get what you're saying yeah 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 yeah. so like uh, when there's so, no numbers like there's no numbers in that right there's not even like a an asterisk or not even a, a six nine four twenty <laughs> I'm trying to think search and rescue like the E's are not threes or anything you would think, but no, oh well. I, I would think, but alas, no, don't, you can stop thinking. So that's right. <laughs> Easy. <It's> done. <laughs> unnecessary. So at, I don't know, at what is, what's do Reddit have handles or usernames? I think, I usernames. think they're usernames. Yep. Search and Rescue Woods. So this person shared a story about working for Search and Rescue Woods, uh, where about this mysterious set of staircase uh staircases they've found in the woods over time at their job and they claim that they worked for the national park search and rescue team and they say if you go deep enough into the woods you will sometimes find a lone set of stairs that lead to nowhere Mm. so this person also claimed i don't remember which set which thread i found this in but in a more elaborate version of the stories uh it said that they had seen so many stairs in the middle of the woods that they guesstimated around like one in every five times they've done a search and rescue deep in the woods. They have found stairs in the middle of nowhere, okay. regardless of the park. So they aren't leaning against anything. There's no buildings nearby. They are just random ass stairs that lead to nothing. Like just up like it's like there was once a building there and the building disappeared, but the stairs remained weird. So apparently while on the job, this guy said that he realized that these stairs uh, would be found in a lot of areas. And regardless of how many times he would try to mention it to his coworkers to be like, hey, this is kind of a weird part of the job that no one trained me on. What are Mm -hmm. these stairs about? It was an understood uh, rule in his line of work that you just ignore them and don't climb them, don't go near them. And whenever he would ask his co-workers directly, they would say very little, which to me seems very suspicious. Very fishy indeed. So he, uh, I'm assuming it's a he, I don't know why, gross. But uh, the quote from Search and Rescue Woods is, I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we'll see a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. Um, and I hate that it's like 30 or 40 miles because it means like there was this was never even accidentally supposed to be okay, like a good point a civilized populous area you know like this isn't like the the newest subdivision being formed like outside and, the and they start with the stairs <laughs> <laughs> they said fuck the foundation okay, fine no. valid valid point m okay i'm just trying to throw it out there <laughs> no but it's true it's true it's like this it's not it clearly wasn't going to be a new neighborhood and like they just had some weird construction right. tactics like it's, <laughs> it's not like it like clearly failed really quickly or it's not like uh the construction truck you know that uh was driving toward the new subdivision and dropped a staircase on the way exactly that's actually that's a great that could be a version of it i 
somewhere, somehow, I'm sure stairs have been dropped off I lost somewhere. my staircase by accident. <laughs> it just, like, my tracking, my delivery updates are saying it's already <laughs> arrived? Where are they? <laughs> um, so. Can you imagine Amazon's like, your package has been delivered. It's literally a staircase <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> it's like, that's not where I live. So apparently you actually, I didn't know this, but you actually they will the places will send stairs to you it's like when you have to assemble them yourselves can you imagine getting a box of your own staircase and you have to build them oh, absolutely not absolutely not no no not not even what i want to think about so can you hear the baby crying now that scared me i thought that was like a, a curse it's actually me in another world having to assemble my own stairs. <laughs> the tears shed instantly. Wow. Yeah. So uh, this Reddit post actually caught on and like, not to make like a weird park joke, but caught on like wildfire. And mm. a bunch of other Redditors started chiming in with their own stories of stumbling onto these weird, unexplainable staircases in the woods. Ooh. So... Again, these I am aware that this is coming off of Reddit. They could all be fake, but enough of these stories put together just it if they're all real, everyone is having some crazy experiences. And I didn't even put this in my notes, but there are mysterious sets of stairs that were just built so long ago archaeologists don't even know really what <gasps> came from them. That's cool. So even if all these people are faking it, they it's inspired from something. Sure. Um and uh, let me see. Most of these stories, if not all of these stories, the uh, overall theme is that people are very disturbed every time they find these stairs. So people claim to have seen them all over the world in multiple conditions, made from multiple materials. Um, sometimes they're brick, sometimes they're metal, sometimes they're stone. And sometimes they look like they're abandoned, like dirty ruins. Mm-hmm. But other times they look brand new and modern and clean without any like bird poop or dirt on them. Yuck. That's that not good. I would hate. Like I could understand like some I couldn't really understand, but I could better understand like random brick stairs. Yeah. Actually, not really, because someone had to put grout through all that and shit. Okay. But anyway, but if they're modern and clean right. and like that makes a whole lot of zero sense. It does, because um, that means it's, like, new. Also, Like, it's just put there also. It's not like, oh, that this, feels this like a truck installation from 100 years ago or something. It feels like a truck literally backed up and dropped it down. Yeah. Um, so the, th- the ones that creep me out the most from people saying, like, they looked perfectly clean, like, brand new, swept and wiped down. And no. No thanks. No. They also are almost always found deep into the woods, away from everything. And when they have been near something in the woods people have often found burial grounds or remains of a cemetery so that's creepy on its own maybe yeah. it's just one big tombstone a stair it's just Ooh, like- just bury me in my stairs I, I spent so much time building these stairs by hand off the amazon package that <laughs> I'm you better be bury me them. in them <laughs> yeah. uh so in the spots where these stairs can be found a lot of times again you'll see either a cemetery or a burial ground but it's also usually a hot spot where missing hikers are last seen in the same general Ew. area no so that's super creepy, which, by the way, now, if if I ever go missing in the woods, first of all, if I'm ever in the woods, call the police. But also yeah, if yeah. I'm ever hiking and then go missing in the woods, I would I request that people start looking for the stairs, because if there is a correlation to missing person cases and these stairs, please go there first. If that's like 
Uh, yeah, but there's also a correlation between missing persons in the woods and uh, bears and uh, murderers <laughs> and uh, cliffs. So I, I we got a lot of options. To play I don't know with. if stairs is the number one that I would immediately go to, but I mean, maybe after this episode, you'll change my mind. I promise you, if there are stairs anywhere, I will go missing because I'm not going to climb them. So I'm not, I will escape that whole space. So a fun fact, here's another theory, not just bears, which is funny that you mentioned that, (laughs) but uh, there's also, there's some other theory, which I can look into if people are interested in it. If not, I'm just going to leave it alone. But apparently there's a whole other theory about missing people in the woods and like the cave system in the national parks holding like groups of cannibals what it's like a whole i'm I'm sure it's done from reddit or a creepypasta or something but apparently there's a whole theory that if you look at a map of the cave system in the united states of all the national parks like there are people out there who also go missing oddly often next to caves and somehow that means cannibals i would think bears just like how you said (laughs) i would think oh cool a cave and then you fall into it or something but that's how you and every other person went missing. <laughs> so I would for sure go missing. Yeah. So anyway, could be bears, could be cannibals, could be these stairs, could just be that you just go missing. Um, could be also really bad people hiding in the woods and doing bad things. Mm. So some of the stories over time have also mentioned supernatural experiences, including Ooh. oftentimes where these stairs are seen. So are UFO and Bigfoot sightings. Yes, 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 yes. So some think that the stairs uh, could have been at some point used for ritual purposes. Um, So if it's not related to aliens, it might be related to um, sacrificial ceremonies is the real leading theory. Mm -hmm. The leading theory is that it is a place for sacrificial ceremonies. But some people, I mean, if you look at these pictures, it is very odd and very creepy. People have referred to them as stairways to hell. And think that they might actually be portals directly to hell. (laughs) How convenient, though. Like, so convenient. And I like that, again, they have to start by climbing stairs. Like, hell hell has begun before you even entered. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) People also think that it could be a spiritual portal and lead to other dimensions because it really leads to nothing that we can see. That's fun. uh, A lot of people who've approached these stairs say that they have felt dread, nausea, fear just total danger and if not all of them at least a vast majority of them have an immediate instinct to run away as fast as they can oh god um honestly like i don't know too much about like the uncanny valley stuff but it Mm. i think that alone would make me want to run away like why on earth are there these eerie fucking stairs attached to nothing leading to nothing in the middle of nowhere when you're already alone i feel like a lot of it could be psychological but I don't know. I've never seen these stairs personally. Yeah, your mind would be like, this isn't right. Yeah, at at the very least, I'd be like, I know this isn't, this doesn't track. Like, (laughs) uh, so because of these, the instinct to run away or this immediate dread that keeps people from getting near the stairs, uh, there are, are very few reports of people who've actually climbed the stairs. Sure. If you're on the supernatural side of things and think that this is like a portal or a dimension, the other argument is, well, there's very few reports of people climbing the stairs because once they've climbed the stairs, they vanish into another world. So, like, that would explain why they're never telling us what happened because they left. Well, it's like Black Eyed Kids where you don't really hear of anybody who let them in because something bad must have happened. 
Exactly. So uh, the there's also psychics who have reported that when they're near the stairs, they're it said emotions, but I wonder if that also means their gifts uh, fade whenever they're next to the stairs. <gasps> Interesting. So it's like running on some other sort of energy they can't work oh, with. It like interferes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and so there are also known to be unexplained noises, uh, near these stairs, which, okay, you're in the woods. I get it. Like there's going to be unexplained noises everywhere, but (laughs) apparently noticeably unexplained noises. And I saw one source that said near these stairs, this is the part that's like a little too far for me, but I saw one source that said that near these stairs have also been instances of spontaneous human combustion in national parks. (laughs) And as much as I want to believe it, I feel like if we knew concretely that there was a documented case of a spontaneous human combustion, like wouldn't people have talked about that? And also mention the creepy fucking stairs that happened next to, and then we would all know about the stairs. Well, also, that's really a perfect way for anybody to blame, instead of their gender reveal, blame a wildfire on a human (laughs) combustion staircase. I feel like we have plenty of instances of, like, lighting a match, setting off a pink cannon, but, like, a staircase, that's new. Yeah, it's like, well, it's not my fault that I was next to a portal. Sorry. I would not believe it, but I would respect someone's gusto for the razzle-dazzle. So Such, such razzle-dazzle. So those who have climbed the stairs and lived on this side of the portal to tell the tale, uh, they all claim to have felt an eeriness and to a point where once they get up there on the top platform of the stairs, everything goes completely silent and they can't even hear themselves breathing. Ugh. Which is super weird if down next to the stairs, everyone's hearing these unexplained noises, but you get up there and you can't hear a single thing. Yuck. Um, People up there have also seen creatures staring at them from the trees, but only once they get up there. No. I wonder if you back down if they disappear. Yeah, like at like at what is it step eight (laughs) or nine where like they kind of fade (laughs) away. Fading, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it is... If it's a portal to something, it's creepy that once you're at a certain level, you can see things that you couldn't normally see. It's a really, yeah, that's very creepy, but I wonder how that works. Yeah. Yeah. No scientists were on this Reddit thread, by the way. So I don't don't say (laughs) I totally wish I could give you a better answer. (laughs) One hiker said that they saw a creature staring at them from the top platform with a dark face and black eyes. And when they went to look back at it, it ran off. Okay, good. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like it's what mm. you want. <laughs> I didn't want it to get closer. Mm. So when they came back down the stairs after seeing this like creepy thing looking at them, mm-hmm. they came back down the stairs and realized that several hours had passed. Oh, I don't like the missing time thing. That feels way, way creepy. That was where I got hooked with this because I was like, okay, you can get on the stairs, feel creepy, go down the stairs. Nope. You go down the stairs and time has passed. I always hate that. Ooh, phenomenon. it gave me shivers. I don't like it. You should cover missing time someday. That really creeps me out. I would. I feel like it's almost too vague, but also like there's so much potential with that. I yeah. I would have to really figure out a streamlined like an angle because you could do like mm-hmm. UFOs and missing time, or you could do like time slips, or you could do Oof. like portals. Yeah, I feel or like, like glitches of... in the Matrix yeah. where you're actually gone. Remember that? There's that one story. I don't know if you've ever read it, but oh, I'm so one... scared. I know exactly what you're about to tell me. It was my favorite 
I hate like it. glitch in the matrix one for a long time where like he literally lived his entire life until yeah. he was like in his 30s or 40s and yeah. then something happened and he went back to being like he woke 12. up and was like in seventh grade again and he was like i already know had- all this math i already know who i marry it was so creepy he ended up like looking her up and finding her and falling in love with her again and like uh i think he like yeah because he was when he was in his 30s or 40s he was like he had already gotten all these degrees in engineering so he like flew through school and he was like seventh grade are you kidding me and on a lighter note it sounds like a disney original but in real life it sounds (laughs) like a nightmare to do high school again you could not pay me you could not pay me millions of dollars to go back to high school you could pay me i think i would i i would do it very differently now but i i think i wouldn't give a shit i don't know because i'm already i'm still terrified of confrontation but i think in my mind if i were going back in time with my 29 year old brain right i guess i would be like these are like 16 year old shitheads like i can't wait to like tell my bully to go fuck off instead of be worried about what she's thinking you know that's a good point like i feel like i i'd like to pop in every now and then but I would not want to do the drag of like wake up at 530 oh, or 6 every day, it. do homework, write a paper, apply to college. What a nightmare. I just Trying to live as a girl? Forget it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a fucking drag. Oh, my I God. Think, <laughs> no, I try to escape that every day. Uh, <sighs> I would definitely have come out a lot earlier. Mm. Um, what else would I have done? But like, you know what? Oh, sorry, I ahead. mean, I the 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 horrible stuff of high school, obviously, like I would hate to do that again. But I really think I would actually thrive if I could go back and do it all over Gym again. class. I mean, hello. Gym class. I would be now that I'm like I now that I have friends who are gym teachers, I feel like <laughs> I could be like, you know what? I know the ins and outs of this. Like, I'm just not going to do it. You can give me the F if you want. Whatever. <laughs> I think, <laughs> think it would have been like, I know you don't want to be here, too. So <laughs> valid. Um, Where were we? Really I don't, I don't know. I really decided to drag us down to the pits of hell. Or I guess <laughs> up the staircase. <laughs> up the staircase and into high school. Yikes. Oh, time. That time. Time loss. That's where we were. Mm. So uh, this is actually – I so I told you that one story where she goes down and all of a sudden time – several hours have passed. Mm-hmm. Well, this was actually a common experience with the staircases where – if someone were to go up the stairs, a lot of people report later having lost huge chunks of time. This one person in particular, extra creepy for some reason, said that they saw a staircase in the middle of the woods with shining carpet, like glowing Ugh. carpet on the steps. And everything went silent when they got up there. Uh, they also lost hours of time. And another person said that they actually felt like they were hypnotized and drawn into uh into the stairs i guess they the quote that they said was that they quote couldn't see anything but the stairs as (gasps) if they had like tunnel vision and were just tranced into going oh no oh and i guess he also when he got up there he got scratched by something and then came back down even weirder multiple people have reported going back to try to show their friends the stairs and the stairs are fucking gone yuck is that like not the worst thing you've ever heard it is except me knowing myself would be like it's right over here and walk 16 miles in the other direction and be like i swear it was right here 
And they're like, that's the subway. Like, so what are you doing? <laughs> that's not anything. See, again, in high school, if I could go back, I I would miss the fearlessness of going into abandoned houses because now I'd be like, oh, I'm going to jail. But <laughs> I feel like Deirdre would be the first person to be like, oh, there's a there's a haunted set of stairs 30 miles into the woods. Let's go. And somehow I would have been convinced. You would have gone. I know you would have. A hundred percent. Nowadays, I'd be like, nice try. You can, I'll check Google Earth and see if it's still there before <laughs> like, I go in. Woods, stairs, like, uh, there's nothing for me. Tell there. me the benefit. Like, best case scenario, there are stairs and then we climb them? No, 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 no. <laughs> Shiny no, no. carpet? I guess you're onto something, <laughs> maybe. So, those who claim that it has to do with aliens and that there are UFO sightings that happen next to these locations, they think that the stairs might actually be aliens luring abductees onto the ships. Well, they're too lazy now to come use their fucking beam. <laughs> they're like, you walk to me now? Are you kidding me? <laughs> me Jesus. as an alien. I feel like well, it makes sense. <laughs> For if, real. I feel like it would make sense like with like glowing carpet or something. Maybe it was like a beam of light that was shining. Oh, and, and they were like, we're just going to make it look like a staircase. Like, this will really draw them in. Something shiny and glitzy. <laughs> Uh, it would also make sense, though, why a lot of people say that they feel tranced and hypnotized yeah. towards it. And then all of a sudden, there's a massive chunk of time missing when they come back down. So, like, it really could be a portal to a UFO or a spacecraft or something. Like and then when you're coming back. Yeah. And then when you come back down, you have no idea you've yeah, been abducted well, I, that whole time. Yeah. And I guess with the, like, traditional, I don't know, illustration of a UFO, like, they have sometimes stairs that come out of the UFO. Yeah. Right. That come, like take me to your leader they walk down the stairs i don't I know i wonder i wonder if that exact thing is happening but they have some weird energy Cloaking mind trick device where like they like the cloak wasn't long enough and so oh. only the <laughs> stairs are shown the tablecloth got pulled a little bit in the corner <laughs> showing it's like oh shit <laughs> So some people say that they have seen the stairs in even more unsettling spaces than just in the middle of the woods. What one, is possibly? Tell me what's possibly more unsettling. One person who was out with their family, I guess on a summer camping trip, they found stairs jutting out of the middle of the lake. I was afraid you would say like, yeah, that's not good for me. Uh, another person, I think this was actually the original Reddit user guy, something. What was it? 69420 something or other. Yeah. You get it. Uh, he said that another coworker of his had seen stairs in the middle of the woods flipped upside down. Ew. Which feels now like a Ew. poltergeist situation where yes. like the chairs are upside down or jutting out or Ugh. on their side. I don't like that at all. Because also stairs, first of all, shouldn't be there. And second of all, if they're going to be there, they better be upright. So like, what is going on? It's like, yeah. it's like God had like a Lego piece of staircase and went, ugh, and like just threw it down to Tossed earth and it. just kind of fell on its side. You know, you know, it always also reminds me of, again, the black, I don't know why I keep thinking black eyed kids, but the black eyed kids thing of like, it's close, but off, like yes. they're trying, but like, oops. They didn't that understand feels, that it goes the other way, right? That feels like an alien abduction, but it was ran by the intern on the UFO. And he was like, is this right? And <laughs> First they were like, he pulls the fitted sheet off the stairs by accident. <laughs> then he puts the staircase down, upside down. I mean, he's... And then they're like, they're, then they're like, pick it up with your little UFO crane and drop it perfectly. And he put it in the fucking lake by accident. <laughs> he dropped 
Captain the Lake. <laughs> oh, this guy is fired. Three strikes. <laughs> He's not coming back to Earth, that's for sure. <laughs> so these staircases have been, like I said, reported by people all over the world, including at least the U.S., France, Portugal, Brazil, Germany, Sweden, Norway, and the Philippines. Ugh. Um, so here are just some of the more popular stories. I think I have five little, little quips of, um, like the most well-known staircase stories that people have reached out and discussed. So there was a guy in the 1940s who was working for the government and I, okay, here's my first, like, Hmm, I don't know about that. A guy from the forties is on Reddit. Okay. I was about to ask, where did this come from? Like, couldn't be or Reddit, right? Was guess... the Redditor talking about like his grandpa, you know, like Or was it just like another no sleep like fictional thing? Or was it like a really tech savvy hundred year old, you know? It could like be. who knows? It could be. Um so this guy was working for the government in the nineteen forties, which was right after the Roswell incident. Um, so first big like UFO experience mm-hmm. on the scene. And he was doing research in the area because in that chunk of the woods, there were a bunch of cases of mutilated animals. Excuse me. Mutilated animals. Why would I Where, choke on that part of all of, of everything? Why would you have to say that twice? Thank you. <laughs> um, wait, where where was this? I think it was in, in New Mexico. I think. Oh, oh, oh okay. Um, I did not write that down. But it would make sense if this were right after the Roswell incident he and he had to go into the area to do research on that. Yeah, sure. Feels like Roswell. And because there were a bunch of cases of animals and so that could have been a UFO thing because there's a lot of like alien stories of like crop circles and cows and, you know, things like that. But there it could also be like ceremonies, like sacrificial ceremonies, something mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. up. Um, so they didn't really know what was going on. They were supposed to only investigate for two weeks, and they ended up being there for six months. Oh. Um, because there were so many cases coming in. So they, at different times during their investigation, would camp out for the night just because I guess they were so far away from the main roads. They're like, let's just camp out here and wake up tomorrow and keep working. Right. Um, when they – part of their campsite was next to a set of these creepy stairs that were out in the middle of nowhere. <sighs> When they would wake up every every morning, the stairs seemed to move around by themselves at night. No. Because when they would wake up, they would find the stairs at different distances than they had camped or put up t- put up camp for the night. Yeah. I think one of the stories or one part of the story was that they had they were like 30 meters away from the stairs when they set up camp and then they woke up and they were like almost double that distance all of a nah. sudden from the stairs i mean at so least you, it's going farther exactly yeah okay fair <laughs> I instead of like that. it's sitting on you suddenly um, yeah you open the tent and it's like come on up <laughs> no thank you uh so i guess the first argument could be like oh maybe like you happen to sleep through like a hurricane and get blown away from the stairs but they know the stairs moved instead of them because in the spots where the stairs were the night before the ground had intense scorch marks. Oh. So like it was clearly leaving an imprint and moving while they were not paying attention to it, which I hate. Yes. The researchers ended up looking at the stairs and then investigating those while they were there. Cause they were like, here's a whole other mystery we've got to look into. And they said that the staircases uh, had a bunch of weird frequencies compared to the rest of the environment. <gasps> oh no. They ended up trying to do a sample off of a piece of the staircase um 
But even though it was a wooden structure, it looked like a wooden staircase, apparently the stairs themselves, they couldn't pick off or cut off a sample of it because the wood was, quote, harder than steel. And none of it could be none of it could be chipped off for sampling. No. After this whole debacle with the stairs, a week later, the stairs disappeared for good. Never seen again. What the fuck? The second story is in the Philippines, and I guess this is sometimes called the vanishing stairs and sometimes called the ladder of lost time. Because a ranger who was on patrol for search and rescue, he was looking for missing hikers and he found these stairs, just stumbled upon them. So he climbs up to see if he can get like an aerial view of the woods. Yeah. I like to think of it as like Michael Scott on that rooftop looking for Dunder Mifflin when he got (gasps) turned around. You know? Yes, 100%. (laughs) Which also, by the way, could be an argument of, like, maybe the lost hikers are climbing up the stairs to get a better view of how to get out of the woods, and then they're, like, I don't know, abducted by aliens or fall into a portal. Yeah, it sounds like a hunter's blind, like, where you, like, elevate yourself to be able to see. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Uh, So, yeah, so this search and rescue patrolman, he was, he's thought, if I go to the top platform, I can see an aerial view better. And, uh, As he was on his way up the stairs, all of a sudden, this really scary dog shows up out of nowhere in the woods. First of all, whose dog is this? Second of all, it's, like, scary enough or, like, I guess, snarling or doing something to make him feel threatened. And so, since he's kind of cornered, he ends up running up to the top of the stairs. No. And he's just standing there long enough waiting for the dog to get tired and run off. So... After a while, the dog runs off and he decides he's like, fuck this. I'm just going to go back to the office Um, or I don't know where park rangers go, the cabin. And so (laughs) when he he gets back down the stairs, he goes to the cabin and he finds out that he is fired (gasps) because his boss thought that he just stopped coming to work one day because he stopped coming to work five years ago. Oh, no. So five years had passed. Oh, my God. I I don't know what to say. I'd be like, mm, no, as far as I'm concerned, I was on the job for five years. So please pay me five years worth of my money. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll leave. <laughs> yeah. You pay. You hand that over if, in this cabin we're in. Hand me all that cash. I feel like I would like to know more about where this man ended up and like how he did not make front page news, uh, at least in his local town, at least in the town of those woods. The town of those woods. You'd think that at least the local woods people would have written about it. You should be warned that, like, there's a staircase, like, only a couple miles from you, and, like, you might time travel. I feel like if that happened to me or to uh, a lot of people, it would probably lead to a psychotic break. Like, I think I would be so, like, separated from reality for a minute. Like, I don't think I could handle that mentally. I think I would be totally beside myself. I don't know. Not to make everything about Marvel, but uh, so I don't know how much you know, but, you know, I feel like I say this every time I'm about to talk, but, you know, when Thanos, the purple guy snapped his fingers, that's Mm -hmm. like a big thing. Okay, so like it erased people from existence for five years. And then all of a sudden Uh. what we're what we're seeing in all of the new shows is like 
people disappeared at random. Only half the population experienced this. So now five years later, half of them are coming back and like have no idea they've been gone. Like, oh, shit. Like one of them, like Black Widow's sister, she was washing her hands and then she just disappeared when Thanos snapped his fingers. And then she came back and finished washing her hands and had no idea five years passed. So like that's how I'm feeling like this guy probably was on the stairs when he came back and everyone was just older or had children or like, I mean, his poor partner probably left, you know, his parents, his siblings, his friends. Yeah. His dog. I mean, it's just very sad. It's super like it's trippy, fun, trippy for a second. And then you're like, Oh shit. The gravity of what that would actually do. Terrible. Terrible. So, uh, also, I'm wondering if he was gone for five years, let's say he climbed up do, 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 in like year 2000, mm-hmm. just to use a basic, an easier number. Year 2000, he goes up the stairs. Do, 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 do. Like, so for five years, is the staircase gone? And then he, he comes back and like nobody Ooh, else could have been taken during that time? Question. Or could there have been like 30 different people just and they'll they'll all come back at exactly five years from when they left? Well, so like, this is also my quantum thought. <laughs> You know oh, how I have. Finally. You know how I have. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting for Christine's quantum thought du jour. Please tell me. Christine's quantum thoughts. Um, I'm working on a jingle. If someone can help me with that, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> so, and a logo. I'm building this out in my mind. So, but what if, quantumly speaking, you mm-hmm. went up the stairs and time, you know, time's not really linear. Time just like either speeds up or slowed, slows down to such an extreme that by the time you like are able to turn and walk back down the stairs, mm. like your concept of time has shifted and five years on earth suddenly have passed. Like maybe you just enter a different Whoa. dimension in a way, like a parallel dimension or something. And wow. the time that it takes you to come back somehow that earth time has elapsed. I don't know. No, I, to- I also like what if you came down the stairs and you didn't notice, but you've aged five years and like he's uh-huh. hadn't, and he has hadn't looked at a mirror yet for and them he- to be like, where the fuck have you been for five years? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, what if he now looks old- five years has done a real number on my body? Like, imagine if he started coming down the stairs and now he's just like making all these weird sounds. And, like, yeah, can't, that's what can't all the bend. sounds were. It's like yeah. grunting. I feel like you'd have to go down on your butt, you know, to scooch down. I'm sorry, but if the unexplained mysterious noises are just people aging Walking overnight and like now having to like deal with their cracking knees, like. Oh. Anyway, oh, it's a bad noise. It is a bad a, noise. What a bad time. So another story <laughs> is a lot quicker is that in Sweden, there were two guys hiking and they found the stairs. They climbed up and heard a blood curdling scream. <gasps> so they ran immediately. But on their way down the stairs, they felt some icy cold hands grab them, which Uh-oh. feels a little more supernatural. Uh, another story is that a park ranger and one of his other co-workers, they found a set of stairs and he climbed uh his friend climbed the stairs while the original park ranger stood down was like i'm not doing that that's us at the bottom like you do whatever you want to do i'll just (laughs) film it exactly so uh the park ranger that went up the stairs though i guess these stairs happened to be next to some trees and so he went to go grab a nearby branch Mm -hmm. and according to this park ranger that watched it all happen from the ground the park ranger who grabbed the branch his hand got cut clean off <gasps> by oh. something unexplained. Oh, like he reached out 
of maybe he, that he reached oh reached out of like the bubble yeah, of whatever yeah. that stairs energy is that yeah. he's entered and it like sliced it off oh yeah no. like maybe he like he like was leaving one portal and going into another exactly Ooh, and you can't just even see it just couldn't even see it coming <gasps> or maybe you're not supposed to like have one part of you straddling portals and like right. it just you just got, got sliced, sliced. Oof. Anyway, that's another story. Another is that one park ranger remembered a woman climbing up the stairs and she said that something was wrong and then collapsed and died. Uh, oh, my God. So that could be like if that's real, that could just be like a coincidence that like she felt something was wrong in her body as she was climbing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But that's Still another bad. It's another popular one. So just to try to debunk these stairs, the... Uh, main argument is that all these stories are from like Reddit's no sleep forum. So like take a hint. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, a lot of these people could just be excellent writers, although they are very convincing that they believe this. So yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, The other thing that people use a lot to debunk this is like, if all of these staircases are in the middle of the woods and all these people are experiencing it, where the fuck are all the photos? Cause if you Google staircases that lead to nowhere in the woods, you really won't find too many. You'll find a lot, but like certainly not as many as there are stories. Right. And so people are, have said like, if you're a hiker in today's world, like you go with a fucking phone. Absolutely. Like, and so why aren't people immediately taking a picture of one of these stairs? Especially since they've happened since 2005 or 2015, sorry, 2015. Yes. Like we all uh, yeah, have phones. It, everyone has a camera on them. Yeah. And so one of the arguments is like, there should definitely be more pictures, but then mm. like the supernatural argument is like, well, if they're in a trance, maybe they sure. aren't thinking but you in hear about headspace. ghosts and things. So yeah, that's true. I can tell you from the time that I, Granted, cell phones with cameras didn't exist. and I, But even then, when I was a little kid and I saw my grandpa, I'm using that as my frame of reference because I haven't seen anything since. Yeah. But I remember the feeling and the headspace of seeing him. And it was almost like he took out every other one of my senses, every other bit of awareness. It was just we were transfixed. And right. there was even if I had a form of technology next to me that I could turn on to get evidence, it was not going to happen. So right. If there is some sort of trance situation happening, I could understand the, oh, I didn't take a picture. I wasn't even thinking about it. Right. So for the stairs that do exist out there, let's because I don't doubt that there are stairs out there. They just make no sense for existing there. I don't really know about the whole supernatural element to it. Right. But right. They are creepy and make no. It is very creepy. Sound sense. Either way. So for the stairs that do exist out in the woods that lead to nowhere, what could that be from the main theory is that these stairs are just foundations left behind because the stairs are often made of material that isn't wood, which means that they would have withstood erosion Uh and rot. So maybe someone forever ago was planning on building up like a secluded home out in the woods. Mm. But then I feel like wouldn't there be like, blueprints or like architect documents somewhere that this was well in not the works. necessarily i mean in the united states perhaps but in other places i mean thousands of years of you know homes and building materials and you know it could have been from hundreds of years ago that just you that's true you wouldn't have been on any sort of registry that's true but i also wonder too like if 
I mean, I don't know enough about the history of construction, but I feel like if the stairs are lasting, the foundations of the house should have lasted. And weren't those at least made of rock or something? Like what happened there? Yeah. So I don't, I don't totally, I don't understand, but the main theory is that they're just, they happen to withstand weather better than the rest of the house materials that were Can I- once being put there tell one creepy like small story which is yeah. from jim harold's campfire somebody yes. called in once and it's pretty recent it's one of my favorite stories ever on the show um and she called in and said when she was younger she and her friend were uh like i don't know they had like a summer home or they went to some town for the summer and they used to play outside in the woods all the time and one day they were playing in the woods and they stumbled upon this like really beautiful victorian house And it was kind of like old school and creepy looking, but it was this beautiful house. And there was this little boy out front staring at them. And he was kind of dressed in this like old timey garb or whatever. Um, I'm probably butchering the story, but they saw this little boy and they were kind of like, whoa, what's that about? Um, And he stared at them and they stared at him. And uh, his mom called him back inside uh, and she had this like old dress on and they were kind of weirded out, but they were like 10. So they just went home. And then the next day they were like to their brother, you know, come, I want to show you this cool house we found. And they went exactly to where it was. And all that they saw was an old staircase, like a like a stone Mm. steps leading up to where this um, house would have been. And the house had been like completely gone. And the theory is that it's like a time slip. Like they saw something that had existed like like they fell into ago. that time's residual blueprint or something. Something like that. And and the fact she said like the boy definitely saw us and stared at us like what are you wearing? What are those oh, kids doing? You know. Like a total glitch in the matrix or yeah, whatever. Like crossover and he was transfixed like what is wrong with those kids? Like something really weird is wrong with those kids and they were looking at him like what's wrong with that kid? Um and then they went back and it was all that was left was like a stone staircase like a short stone staircase so i don't know just kind of reminded me of that isn't it wild that like one theory it could be that like we are living in this space right now as is someone else and we just aren't overlapping because of some weird veil yeah so like whatever was going on a hundred years ago where you're sitting right now is happening right now the only thing that's keeping us from seeing each other is some weird energy veil i don't know what else to call it the matrix but like like who lived here last but like did they live there last or are they living there right at the same I mean, are we all over like are they bumping into me and i don't even notice it right now yeah because you know? like time is not fully linear like we think it is it just feels that way so yikes creepy well, christine's quantum thoughts thank you for joining <laughs> bring those uh make those a thing that you always do by the way i think i I said i think i said quantum your quantum thought du jour and i only said du jour because literally yesterday i had the dumbest conversation i've ever had with somebody because i was at i was at a restaurant and they had it was like like a tea shop coffee shop and on their menu it said like their only options for tea were tea du jour Uh uh-huh and so I was like, okay, so they just like switch it out every day. So I was like, right. oh, what's your like tea du jour? And they were like, oh, that's, it was literally like the movie Dumb and Dumber. I was about to say, this is what I'm thinking of. But he was, at first of all, I think he was like too young to like know like the, the social significance or the impact of like, he really just said it like straight out of Dumb and Dumber and like totally meant it. And I was like, oh, what's your like tea du jour? And he was like, oh, that's our tea of the day. And I was like, right, but what is, <laughs> but what is that? Like, 
I want to know if I should. Can I order? Oh, and he's it's like, actually French. <laughs> Like yeah, I, yeah. That's not the question. I was like, oh, like, but what is it though? And he was like, oh, it's our like tea of the day. It's like and the I was daily like, one. Yes. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, well, well, what is it? Like, I want to know if I can order it. And he went, oh, you can order it. It's on the menu. And I went, dear I, lord, I just, dear lord, what is the flavor of the tea du jour? And he was like, it's just like you're like a normal tea. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Oh so, my goodness. Bottom line, I got water. But anyway. <laughs> Was, like, was that the tea du jour? It was just water. <laughs> it was all actually along. tea without the leaves. It was just <laughs> <laughs> the base. But anyway, notes. yeah, it was. Uh, I so all like for the last twenty four hours, I've been hearing du jour in my head because I like want to. I don't even know how to correct this like weird <laughs> thing that's stuck in my head now. Oh, no. Okay, before we before we stop on mine, I do want to say that the theory is that these were original foundations but in the meantime while they were just sitting in the middle of the woods the other theory of them being used for ceremonies and rituals could have also happened because they were just random remains um so people could have gone out into the woods seen these and incorporated them into their own personal rituals which maybe conjured some sort of eerie energy yeah Um, interesting and, and it would make sense why some groups would see those stairs and incorporate them into their ceremonies because in spiritual practices, stairs or ladders usually represent ascension or a journey or the connection between one world and another, like heaven and hell. Like, sure. And so it would make sense why they'd be like, Oh damn. Like that was the last thing we needed on like our ingredient list before we do this ritual. Hey, literally we just found some stairs. Like I have newt and then like a staircase and mix and they them were together. Like, well, we're not going to find that in the woods. So let's just like wing it. And then they found stairs and they're like, Whoa, that worked out. They Amazon, Amazon prime them and built them themselves. <laughs> That's where they dropped them off for the ceremony. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, and I was like, that's weird. I didn't even think about like the significance of what staircases could mean and, right. and, and rituals. Makes so I sense. tried, I tried Googling that and they're actually in a full circle of events. There's a creepypasta called the staircase ritual. Oh boy. And I won't go through all of it because it was just so, so long. This was the thing I made us hold for 15 minutes. Cause I was like, maybe I can, I can condense <laughs> this in 15 minutes and there's just no way. Um, but basically the staircase ritual on creepypasta, which by the way, I do not condone. And also like, I don't even know if it's real. It's just a creepypasta. Reminds me of the elevator game from Cecil Hotel. It's very much like the elevator (gasps) game, but like the version that doesn't move. It's just like a stagnant elevator. Just sit still. Uh, so the staircase ritual is for issues in your home with the supernatural and trying to correct or evacuate these energies from you oh dear that seems like something no amateur should try at home bingo uh (laughs) so the first quote on there is if you're reading this it's likely that you are at your wits end you want to know is there something in your house this ritual is designed to detect the activity of the supernatural demonic and or worse uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what and or worse? <laughs> what is worse than demonic? Don't I don't know. even know. Um, there was like a I, when I was going to try to condense it and do a whole thing about the spiritual or the staircase ritual. Um, basically, there's like 20 different items you need, including part of your body. You have to like take like a tooth or a nail or some or a piece a of tooth? hair. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> desperate you are, but uh, you have to take this whole list of items and. On each step of your staircase, you have to do a certain oh. part of the ritual. Then you 
you leave an item from the list on each step and then you wait, stay overnight or you let the object stay there overnight. And then you do, I think you do all the steps in reverse. So you like close out the the ritual. Um, and it just was like a very long thing for me to have to go through. If you want to look it up, it's called the staircase ritual on creepypasta and it ends. Here's the weird part. So you do this whole like overnight ritual, blah, 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 blah. And the way that it ends is it, the quote is, <laughs> once you've done all those things, make sure you have a weapon in your hand, turn oh. around, brace yourself, good luck. And that's the end of it. So you're like, yeah, bye. <laughs> it's like, now that you've done all that, get ready to fight to the death. Fight demons um, and or worse. <laughs> anyway, that is the staircases in the woods that lead to nowhere. Wow. You know, that's kind of rude. They're like, here's a plan to help you. And also at the end, I'm going to say psych. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm just going to like, hopefully you haven't read the last part. So yeah. that way you do all the other things. And then we trick you into exacerbating the problem. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really nuts. <laughs> That'll teach you to read the instructions, I guess. <laughs> Good job, Em. Thank you so much. And I hope that was uh, interesting. I hope if you're if you're listening to this on the way to like a campsite, good luck, you know. Oh, gosh. I, I hope you don't listen to anything creepy on the way to a campsite. I feel like that's the worst possible plan. I hope you're listening to this after you just did like a whole week in at a campsite. And like you maybe saw some stairs in the distance. But you're like, oh, that's not really interesting to me. And now you're in the car and you just hit the highway. And now I hope you're listening. And now you go back and they're gone yeah actually do a quick yui take a picture if you can so please let us know that one exists and then um happy trails <laughs> good luck with that and that's why we drink is sponsored by squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with squarespace it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms you don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter 
has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, I gotta open this wine real quick. Hold on. What are we drinking today? What are we ripping apart with our bare hands, Christine? Oh, well, thank you for asking. This is um, actually a uh, wine enthusiast Best Buy with over 50 gold medals. It's a Boda Box Cabernet, uh, eco-friendly, portable. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Just what, trying to so save the earth, you know? 50 awards. What, is, what, do you, what do wine awards look like, do you think? You know... Is it a taste situation or is it like you have to be like a sommelier or however you pronounce it? You know, it? I don't know. I wonder if just saying 50 medals, like, I feel like that's pretty vague. I feel like you could really just kind of yeah, make I, that your own. <laughs> I feel like one of the 50 medals is probably like not really that intensive an award. It's like prettiest color, you know, or like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe some of them are really important, but I feel like 50 is like you counted every possible award you got and that's like, like what we would do if somebody gave us a medal we'd be like that counts i don't know what it is but it right counts. yeah <laughs> i feel like like oh, award winning and that's like, all you gave me like a yogurt lid like oh i guess <laughs> i've good i've hit me. gold then <laughs> <laughs> all right let me pour this this is a dangerous game all right we're good all right um i have a doozy is what i'm gonna call it today Christine, I got to be honest. I love when you use the word doozy. I love when you offer me a doozy. I love when you put a lot of work into said doozy, which I think is what's already happened since you've oh, done the research. So boy, I think, oh, boy. I thank you in advance for this doozy. Oh, you You know what? That's so kind. You are so welcome. Thank you for putting your trust in me. Um, I'm just going to go right into it because it is, like I said, a doozy, and it is a lot. So um, let's just go. So February 2016. Lewiston. Wow, we're not even, we're like, you're just like, fuck a title, fuck the, like, we're just going straight into the nitty gritty. I should tell you what it is, huh? <laughs> you were just like, you were like, here we go. It was February. a crisp, dark night. <laughs> February 2016. This is the story of Phil Williams and the Elon School. Elon School, like in North Carolina? Not Elon, but like Elon, E-L-A-N. E oh, Okay. And now there is an accent, an accent aigu, as my mother would say, over. <gasps> over I just the, got chills. <laughs> over the e, but they so I would imagine the emphasis would be on the e. But girl, I know you didn't just say emphasis. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> is that a word that you really pronounce that way? No, like you know how they say the emphasis is on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Get it. Get off of this fucking podcast. Give me your notes. I'll read it. I'll do it. <laughs> no, that's just me. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That wine hits you and it hits you good. I'm very. Elon. Okay. I My thought is with the accent should be like Elon or something, but they pronounce it Elon in the documentary. So I'm okay. just going to go with what they call it um cool. okay so we're gonna call it elon 
and not Elon again. No slander to Elon. Um, no. So the uh, there's a 45 year old woman in 2016. Her name is Pam Newell, and she receives a call from a man called Mark Babbitts. And this man, Mark, is a 56-year-old construction company owner who says he has been working as a bounty hunter for 30 years, and he has tracked Pam down to give her some information that will change her world forever. Oh, God. Okay. Done. But... Done. Done. Is it going to be good news? We'll find out. That's a no. So Pam Newell was six years old when her father, Phil Williams, was sent to prison for conspiracy to commit murder. Um, and again, she was 45 in 2016. So, you know, this is Whoa. 39 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she was six, her father, Phil Williams, was sent to prison for conspiracy to commit murder. So Pam and her nine-year-old brother, Phil Jr., their mother, Alberta Williams, uh, that was actually the intended victim of the attempted <gasps> murder. So oh. uh, basically their father attempted to kill their mother. Um, she, fortunately, she did survive. Um, and it was described as a savage pipe attack. That's how he <gasps> attempted to kill her. Oh, no. And she ended up being put in a nursing home for the next 28 years uh, of her life because she was unresponsive after the attack. Oh, my um, God. So for obvious reasons, Phil Williams Sr. went to jail. Um, sure. And so now, you know, just total tragedy. These kids, um, Pam and her brother Phil Jr., you know, lost their father to prison and their mother to this attack that put her kind of in a comatose state or vegetative Mm -hmm. state. Um, So Pam and Phil ended up growing up in various foster homes. And yeah, it's it's a rough story. So Pam remembers her brother as being a beautiful kid and all the girls liked him. Uh, She said, I used to get mad because that was my brother and I didn't want any girls around him. We were really, really close. Uh, So the Sun Journal reports that by this point, which was now 1982, Phil had grown into a slim teenager. He had wild curly hair. He was very likable, um, an affable person. And even though on the outside he was very well liked, especially by the girls, um, he was internally, let's just say, uh, full of rage oh shit well first of all so far can you blame them understandable right yeah yeah exactly i don't know what's gonna happen in the future i know it's hard to say but i was like okay no but i i agree with you i mean he's still a kid like you would be full of rage it's terrible terrible scenario you found yourself in um, so there's an article written by Catherine Skelton and Lin- Lindsay Tice in 2016, and they explain that Phil would, quote, launch into fits of rage, banging his head on the walls, once swinging his foster brother by the ankles into a couch. He was often triggered by intense migraines. And because of his violent behavior, uh, Phil was sent to a youth center in Maine before being sent to an expensive correction school in Poland, Maine, called the Elon School. Okay, I see what's happening now. So this is the final, like, step in how we got from Phil Williams to the Elon School. So now he is there. Um, and the Elon School is this sort of uh, tr- – for troubled kids, uh, let's put it that way. It's sort of like a private school, private boarding school uh, that purports to correct troubled behavior in children. So I don't like how that sounds. Me neither. So it was a pretty abusive area, a pretty abusive school, I feel. Um, It certainly was. Uh, It certainly was. Times a thousand. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It gets rough. 
Um, so Pam remembers we were told Elon was a step up from the youth center because he got transferred and that he was doing well and that everything was going good and he was going to come home. Um, however, ultimately, Pam uh, was horrified ultimately when her brother did return home, but in a box and she only ever saw him at his own funeral. So oh God, okay. He did not survive his time at the Elon school. Um, unfortunately, Phil Jr. had suffered what they called an aneurysm and was rushed to St. Mary's General Hospital in Lewiston. Uh-huh. And Pam and her father, Phil Sr., were accompanied by one of Phil Sr.'s prison chapla- chaplains in the hospital, uh, or sorry, to the hospital, where the doctor confirmed that Phil Jr. was indeed brain dead. Um, his dad remembers, just looking at him and holding his hand, I could tell there was no hope. Um, and so they took him off life support, saying it was the hardest decision they'd ever have to make. Um, and he was taken off life support and obviously did not survive. Uh, so now poor Pam is like, you know, lost all three of these people in her life. And so reflecting on what happened to, um, Phil Jr., Phil Sr. and Pam had always kind of had this like nagging feeling in the back of their mind of, you know, an aneurysm, like seems really vague. He was so little, like strange. It was like- that a- fully gonna it's you're fully gonna tell me it was abuse from this like, let's just let's just skip let's just skip there i hate sorry. it sorry it's let's actually just skip it let's <sighs> i know i know i can't do that but like wow what a relief i felt when you said let's skip it and i was like yeah thank god okay no we can't i we I have know. to we gotta it, tell it's his story and we story. have to honor it but i already am not looking forward to having to hear this stuff, yeah so it's it's rough um So for people who don't know, an aneurysm is basically a bulge in your blood vessel, usually caused by high blood pressure. The majority of aneurysm cases are diagnosed in people over 40. So again, Paul Jr., he was only 15 at this point, and he was very healthy, very strong. um, And there was no family history of aneurysms. So it just seemed strange, but there was nothing really they could do. Mm -hmm. Um, Strangely, Lewiston neurosurgeon Bruce Chaffee filled in Phil Jr.'s cause of death as a brainstem compression due to massive cerebral hemorrhage. Uh, it's just very vague. Um, it sounds like it sounds like a very brutal, you know, cerebral hemorrhage. It sounds bad, uh, very bad. Mm. But there's no detail. It's not like from a blunt force object like you hear sometimes in a homicide or anything like that it's just very vague there was a hemorrhage and he died so pam unfortunately like her whole world fell apart and she was so distraught this is very disturbing and sad but at her own at her brother's funeral she tried to climb into the coffin because she was so upset about losing her brother that kind of makes me ill um i'm sorry to even say it Uh, So 33 years later, now fast forward to the beginning of the story where she gets a call from this Mark Babbitts guy, who's the bounty hunter. And he says, buckle up. I have some information for you. I also went to the Elon school in 1975. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I just got chills from my own story. Wow. Yeah. It's like a (laughs) we're going to get a tell all. It's like a comeuppance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Expose. So he says, I also went to the Elon school in 1975, and I have been trying to track you down because I would like to put you, Pam, in contact with someone who has more information about how your brother died because it was not just a brain aneurysm. So do we know if this guy knew her brother? 
Yeah, so he was there when uh, her brother okay. passed away. Mm-hmm. That's what so, I was wondering. I just didn't know if it was like a big school and they didn't cross paths or something. Oh, yeah, no, he definitely knew. I didn't even specify that. But yeah, he he was there the same year and um, they def- he definitely witnessed what happened and knew um, or he at least knew somebody that he wanted to connect her with who who had like much more information about how he had passed away. Um, so Phil Jr. had gone to Elon, a private boarding school for his violent behavior. Like we said, it was a behavior modification uh, program based in Poland, Maine. And the word Elon is a word meaning energy, style and enthusiasm, which uh, doesn't quite fit the bill here. But I guess they yeah. were trying. I feel like someone was like, I know one French word. Let's make this place sound really classy. Put an accent on it. We're good. Yeah. (laughs) So the guy who founded the school, his name's Joe Ricci. And Mm -hmm. he was this kind of, he was described, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the documentary I watched, but he was described as sort of this like Italian, like this really larger than life persona that was very intimidating. Um, He had suffered from a heroin addiction. He was described in Details Magazine to be one of the few direct descendants of Synanon. Do you know what Synanon is? I know Cinnabon. (laughs) (laughs) He was a descendant of the famed Cinnabon clan. (laughs) I'm very jealous, by the way. (laughs) No, I don't know what Synanon is. So S-Y-N-A-N-O-N, like anonymous, sin okay. anon. Um, and essentially, it was a defunct cult, sort of, that pioneered the use of North Korean brainwashing techniques oh. to control its members. So it was oh, I was going to make like, a joke about Q-Anon and if it was a cult and you like kind of beat me to the punch oh, already. Well, there you go. Yeah. And it's it was sort of trying to be like a new Narcotics Anonymous or a new AA Oh, that makes me feel bad that I said cult. Sorry. No, but yeah, I mean, it was like more, it was a cult. It was more, it's like they tried to take the concept of AA or NA and turn it into like a tougher program that would like, you know, kick the addiction out of you through, you know, just pretty fucked up. And it already sounds like they missed the mark because they're not. Defunct because <laughs> like, they're defunct. Right? Well, defunct, but also it sounds like they already lack serious communication skills, which is necessary for any therapy. So, oh, valid point. Yes, sounds like it was not going to work from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they kind of missed the mark. Step one, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, Joe, this Joe Ricci guy, this like Italian mafioso character, he had attended um, a rehab center called Daytop Village, and he was commended as one of Daytop's greatest success story by Corrections Magazine um, because he responded so well, quote unquote, to the Synanon brainwashing methods, basically. Yikes. So he was like the poster child of this kind of Synanon uh, rehab program. Um, Question, what did the... So I I understand where Anon came from, but mm -hmm. where did Sin come from? Or is it like Sinning? It's S Y N. Um, that's a great question. Okay, I don't know if there's. I it don't really know. Matter. I don't trying, think like, I sing- actually know what that would stand for. Sin, like we're all in in sync, synchronized. Sin? I don't know. It's feel. I feel like sin was would have been a more cute play on words. Cute being <laughs> so. You know. you know that's what they were going for. Was cute so cutesy and a, and a play sense. on words. No, you know, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I'm annoyed now that I can't think of it. 
sin. I mean, sin would make sense if they're trying to like get like what they think is sinful out of you or something. Yeah, but it's S Y N, which doesn't really. I know that's why I'm saying it should oh, have been spelled. Oh, oh, yeah. It would have made more sense. S Y N. I don't know. I'm I like, keep interrupting you? you. Like, I'm so sorry. Just keep. No, going. you don't. No, no. I mean, it's interesting because like I'm reading this entire. There's this L A magazine article that I read and it does not even say like it they don't mention it so all right well hey i wonder if it just had some meaning that didn't end up having anything to do with (laughs) oh there is a video here um a youtube video uh that the the preview says synanon where only the damned want in Um, so a 1965 uh trailer a 1965 documentary about it so it's just a rough place and um, I'm sure somebody will tweet at us like, hello, obviously it means Cinnabon or whatever the hell it actually means. Yeah, I'm right. not sure. <laughs> no worries. Um, but so maybe maybe if Eva's still watching this, she can find out while we record and do a little Google and do it's a little Goog. No but worries either way. This is pretty interesting. So Cinnabon was, um, like I said, a drug rehab program founded by a guy named Charles E. Chuck. Now, are we both thinking Chuck E. Cheese? Because that's we where sure my mind are. Went. Okay. Except I know that Chuck E. Cheese's middle name is E stands for entertainment. So right. I don't know. Charles about Entertainment this guy. Cheese. Um, this guy's Charles Entertainment Chuck. <laughs> okay. I'm losing my I'm losing my mind. You're stupid. <laughs> Charles E. Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his last name is Dedrich. Uh, oh, Eva oh. says, I just got back from the potty. I missed what you want from me, basically. That's it, not what you said. Don't worry about it. Don't worry that's about it, Eva. We're talking about Synanon, S-Y-N-A-N-O-N. It's like a drug rehab program from the 60s. And we're trying to figure out what the S-Y-N means, Synanon. We couldn't figure it out. We know Anon uh, means anonymous, but we don't right. know what Syn means. So. Yeah. Um, so this guy, Charles E. Chuck Dedrich Sr., um, he promoted a form of therapy. And um, and this might give you a little more clarity on this their, their approach. Uh, he called it attack therapy. Fucking see ya. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I can barely wow. say that with a story face. Like, what are you Attack- doing? By the way, it sounds like something QAnon would come up with. It does. It sounds like, I was going to say, it sounds like wartime brainwashing. That's literally what it's from, North Korean brainwashing technique. They are so- both. Well, um, never mind. We don't need to talk about QAnon today. But I, I sense some similarities pretty immediately. I feel so. like I just keep opening doorways for you to talk about QAnon and you're having to, like, be like, stop. <laughs> Don't try My ADHD is really trying to overcorrect me into that <laughs> focus, and I'm really trying to talk about <laughs> so this sorry. with you. So. Uh, so basically, they called it attack therapy, uh, basically exactly what it sounds like, intense emotional and physical confrontation and abuse in an attempt to kind of get your feelings out and address your problems. Um, so in attack therapy, uh, individuals are torn down, harassed, and ridiculed, um, and this is... <laughs> All part of the process, the healing process. Gross. It's like it feels like they're trying to like break you yeah. and start you from the beginning. Yeah, exactly, gross. exactly. Um, so that's actually what they described in the documentary. Someone said like, I never understood why they wanted to break you down just to try and fix you. Like, why do you even need to break somebody before you fix them? As a whole interesting thought process. But so along with psychiatrist Gerald Davidson, this guy, oh, Eva found out he literally made it up. 
It's okay. I feel so much better. I felt really stupid there for a minute. It says Synanon. This is thank you, Eva, our genius. Synanon is a word of his own invention, integrating togetherness, sin, with the unknown, anon. So it's uh-huh, literally so like sync. you said, in sync. Yeah. Which, by the way, like. Thank you, Eva. First of all, thank you, Wikipedia. Eva. But second of all, I feel like if you gave me like two more sentences about the type of person this guy was, I would have been able to guess that he just made this he, up. He invented it. His right. weird narcissistic <laughs> ass was like, this is the smartest word that's ever been invented. He probably called it, he probably originally registered the LLC as like attack therapy, Inc. And they were like, you can't do that. You need to come up with something a little less dramatic. Uh, so, yeah. Along with this uh, psychiatrist, Gerald Davidson, this guy, Joe Ricci, who um, founded the Elon School, uh, they found an area of land in what seemed to be in the middle of nowhere. Um, Oh, maybe a staircase ensued. I'm not sure. Uh Uh-oh. It started with the staircase, became a whole building. It became a staircase to hell, as you mentioned earlier. Um, So they found this land in the middle of nowhere in Maine. They cobbled together some buildings and rundown trailers, and they called it the Elon School, and they opened it in 1974 because I guess in the 70s you could just kind of have a trailer and be like, this is my school now. And that's (laughs) what they did. (laughs) So it was a facility for Joe to give – to kind of pass on the knowledge he had learned at Synanon uh, to help other people, uh, you know, fix their own problems. He wanted to – pass on he wanted to uh what do you call it um (laughs) what he wanted to what's the phrase you know me in english um i don't know tell give me like a couple more syllables or whatever you said earlier (laughs) (laughs) he wanted to like pass it on like what he learned like he wanted to pass on the torch maybe not really i don't know it's fine i'm just having a brain we'll figure it out in 10 minutes when it's not necessary anymore (laughs) eva will probably figure it out uh so it was this facility he decided uh this is where i'm going to teach the youths what i learned and around 150 students pay it forward pay it forward thank you that's it yes that's exactly it he's like i benefited so much from this synonym that i want to do the right thing Mm. and charge people a shit ton of money that is the right thing to do exactly that's what i always say um so he uh basically had convinced families to send their problematic quote-unquote children ages 12 to 18 uh who were like a a lost cause like if they had tried Mm. everything else he'd be like send them to me i'll figure it out god yeah so you want to know how much this is uh 1974 do you want to know how much um uh tuition was a year Mm. i feel like at the time it was like fifteen thousand dollars so it ranged between forty four thousand and fifty five thousand dollars yeah for then, did you do the calculations? Is that not bananagrams? I did, did not you? even do the calculations. Okay, I just went, it. wow, that's a really fancy car and just moved on. <laughs> um, oh my god. Okay, hang on. I have to I have to look up what that what that is. Okay, it's 1974. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, and it was 44 40 grand. To what? What was the range? So the upper range was 55, but I think that was probably later, like as the years went on. I don't think it was 55 the first year. Oh, my God. It's $235,000. Dear Lord. Basically a quarter million dollars. Wow. Holy shit. And, you know, that range is kind of an estimate that 
has been reported. There was never an official number given. So I don't know if that was like the price in the 90s or, you know, I I don't know exactly that it was 1974 that that was the price range. But at a certain point, I mean, a couple decades it was open. People were paying that much and uh, it was much more nowadays. This is going to be like the most ignorant thing I've ever said, but I didn't even know that much money existed back then. Like I like it just sounds like I'm like, I'm like, wow, someone back then had a quarter million dollars, uh, uh, you know, what was seemingly the equivalent. equivalent. Yeah. Someone just had that to just throw it a kid that was like, quote, not worth it. Like what? I know it's bananas. It's kind of a a dark and weird. You're right. It's like a a weird paradox because it's like, I guess. You could also pitch like, but I'm saving your child's yeah, potential. Exa- well, that's and that's exactly how he pitched it is like, you know, he would say you your child would be dead. Otherwise, your child would be overdosing or in jail. And like, isn't it worth like they did the documentary and they interviewed this woman in the 70s and she they said, like, you're paying so much money. Is it worth it? And she said, yes. And they said, you know, uh how is that worth it and she said well how much is a a life worth like that was literally how they looked at it and you know people sending their kids there didn't necessarily know how brutal they didn't necessarily know what they were signing up for um they just thought oh this is some cool Mm. new program that's (laughs) guaranteed to work um a fancy boarding school and that's not quite what they got So um, the word got out via newspaper ads. Uh, A lot of parents started signing up their children. Um, Some parents would drop their children off themselves, but more often than not, two, quote, big, strong, and insistent men known as the, this is a problematic name, the Teen Escort Company. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Would subdue the teen often in bed, like they'd come into their bedroom in the middle of the night to kidnap them, um, handcuff them, throw them into a van, and then drive you into this rural area in Maine. So, so um, far this sounds a lot – I mean, I know that it's the there's about to be like some serious abuse. So like I'm not trying to, you know, compare apples and oranges here. But so far the beginning of this still happens at a lot of those it like, does. programs. Like well, if you've ever seen like – yeah steve wilkos or jerry springer or yep. whatever and they like send the kids to like a farm like it starts with like i was gonna ask you if you like follow any of that youtube drama where the family vloggers had their kid sent to one of these programs um in the southwest i don't want to like name no. the name of the program but they basically signed up to have their kid taken down there and um now this place is very i mean they've been under scrutiny for neglecting their children and all sorts of stuff but oh um, they were sorry you said a vlog family and i was like oh my god did they like force their kid to vlog undercover okay so that's oh no sorry this was like they were punishing their child oh Um, holy shit sorry so they signed him up for this program and he was like like abducted from his room that was like yeah like you said part of the thing um and then it came out that um, there's a documentary on this this program, and yeah, a kid died as oh part of this God. program. And Wait, so I there, feel like I did hear about that. It was pretty, you know. There's like abuse allegations surrounding this wilderness therapy program. Um, yeah, it it gets messy, and that's like you said, it's still happening. Like that's a current yeah. issue. I don't know. Um, I don't know the the going ons now. Right with that kind of stuff but i do know that like they would show that stuff filmed like 
which like I don't know, I don't know if it's scripted or not. But, Steve Wilkos. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they would show like you know waking a kid up in the middle of the night to like throw them off or like when they're unsuspecting it so they can't run exactly. away. Exactly, can't run and away. then just like nothing but the clothes in their back and just throw them in a van and they like get permission on camera of like do you mom and dad yeah give us permission to do whatever and i think that's kind of the iffy part is like you know if the parents say yes and the kid has no independence in you know in the say it's like ooh, that's ethically very iffy also it's like how much are the parents being told before they give the permission Mm -hmm. because if your whole job as a guardian of a minor is to keep them safe then like are you really properly giving are you Very even good eth- point. are you even ethically able to give permission to that and that's you what know? like a lot of these legal issues are now with this these wilderness programs because one of the uh the contracts or the waivers was leaked and one of the things the parents had to sign was like a promise to never sue and it's <gasps> like what a wild thing to have to sign that, that you'll never sue red flag massive red flag right and it's really sketchy i wonder Um, if the elon or elon school had something like that of like i don't even know if it mattered back in the day of like oh you can't sue us because back then what year was this again this was 74 yeah i mean like what not saying this like to be like off the cuff but like what was child abuse considered back then so like right exactly I feel like people weren't as scared of like getting caught or something and it's almost 50 sense. years ago you know like it's such a different it's half a century ago like it was such a different time to begin with so right yeah. now what's really shocking might have been different than what it was back then yeah um so right i'm not saying you know any of these wilderness programs are like doing the most wild brutal shit but they're definitely under attack for you know various maybe not so ethical uh issues Mm. but yeah so basically they would quote unquote kidnap i'm saying that (laughs) i don't think they called it kidnapping (laughs) but like the teen abduction force or whatever the fuck they were called would show up in the bedroom and like take these children um subdue them take them to rural maine and uh it was not exactly the most welcoming place, as you can probably imagine. The first thing that you learned, according to Joe Ricci, who founded the place, is that you're not going to get out of here. No matter how many times you run away, we will go and get you. Oh, my God. They had guards in the woods who would, like, wait for teenagers to, like, try and escape. And then they would subdue them. And then, of course, they would get punished, which we'll get into. Um, But, like, people would – one guy said he escaped all the way to California and he was then – and he got somebody, found and caught? He got found and somebody came up behind him and just like gagged him and they took him all the way back to Maine. <laughs> Holy like, shit. They did not fuck around. Wow. So it's not even like if you're off the premises like or out of you did it. state you made lines. It. Right. Oh my gosh. Like that can't be legal. I mean it's. Y- you don't think so. Like I wouldn't think so. But I guess if they're trying to claim like we're the guardians now. They signed over guardian rights and we're just trying oh, to I guess. protect you know very quotes air quotes um so now what could label you as problematic is the big question here um this is another giant yuck moment because children were sent there from everything uh for everything from 
like needing legitimate medical and psychological help. There's one woman who was interviewed in the documentary who said she didn't even know. But while she was at the Elon school, one of the uh, teachers announced to the rest of the class, did you guys know that she was di- that Mary was diagnosed with autism before she got here? Oh. Um, and she's like, I didn't even know that until I got there and they announced it to everybody. So it was like part of her records or whatever. What? Um, so, it, you know, a- anything from being, you know, having a learning disability um, to drug addictions to heroin addiction, um, a lot of them were sexually abused. I think they said a very high portion of these kids were sexually abused God. either on family or people close to them. Um, some kids like Phil Williams Jr. were violent, but oftentimes just in reaction to being, you know, in the system mm-hmm. or, you know, being provoked by or watching his like dad kill uh-huh. his mom or uh-huh. knowing about it. God, exactly. So it's like I'd ooh. be reactive too. Reactive, exactly. And so very broad range of what could get you sent here. It reminds me a lot of the, the women as- being s- asylum. <laughs> asylum, for, right. It's like, exactly. oh, because you like had an attitude one time. She's or, menstruating, send yeah. her to the asylum. I, I am interested in another woman, oh, another woman, and therefore she should be gone for <laughs> the rest my- of time until she's dead. She needs to go. Yeah, exactly. So very wild, wide range. Um, and there's a really in-depth blog post called Suzuki's Thoughts that kind of talks about uh, all facets of this place. Um, And it quotes, some were orphans sent by guardians who couldn't take care of them. Others were juvenile offenders ordered to enroll in Elan as part of a criminal sentence. Mm. Some were the heirs of multimillionaires who were enticed by the idea of a boarding school in the middle of the woods. And some were kids who had been having academic trouble. And then there were those who were neither troubled kids nor outlaws nor school dropouts. They were depressed, suicidal, or worse, simply misunderstood. These kids suffered from mental illness, chronic depression, or autism spectrum disorder. They were sent to Elan solely because they were different, because they couldn't fit in with others, and because their parents and guardians believed that their condition was merely a behavioral phase that could be cured with rigid discipline. This was the most disturbing aspect of Elan's enrollment. These autistic or mentally ill children needed support and treatment. And instead, they showed up here. And Jeez. I'll tell you what happened instead. <laughs> God, I know. I mean, I, I like, I know that we, quote, knew less in the 70s. But, like, at the same time, like, if your whole system or your whole concept is, like, we're a school that's going to be, like, hyper aware of what people's needs are and then, like you're going to do attack therapy on like simply neurodivergent people. Like what the fuck yeah. is going on? Like, like, like 14 year old, like your divergent kids. Main, your main premise should be being able to understand people and their backgrounds. And yeah. you're like, eh, everyone is exactly the same. Let's use attack therapy and break them. Exactly. And what? to your point, they, they made it very clear in the documentary as well that none of the people running this place had any medical background, any psych background. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was like, who, what doctor signed off no. on this method? Nobody. It was this Joe Ricci guy who was like, hey, this worked on me. Let's do it to a bunch of children who are misunderstood and neurodivergent. So that's really the end all be all is like there was not even any psych influence, like medical background to any of this. I feel like there, there wasn't even someone who signed off that was like, legally, this is fine. Yeah, not at least not back in the 70s. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, not that I could tell. Um, so, oh, so the documentary I watched, which is 
I really recommend it just even just to hear people tell their first person stories. It's called The Last Stop. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you Google it, you should be able to find it somewhere um, for cheap. But it's called The Last Stop. And it talks to a bunch of survivors about their experiences from different uh, decades, which is cool. So like the 70s, 80s, 90s and 2000s. That's how long this place fucking ran. Um Sorry, what? <laughs> when did it close? 2011. <gasps> and they were using the same tactics this whole time? Yeah, pretty much. Not Maybe not exactly the same, but it was still was shut down for, you know, scandalous reasons. Um, Honestly, I kind of wonder if, like, there was a crossover then between this and, like, where, oh, it the, could very well be. where the Jerry Springer, Steve Wilco's Wait kids went. Wait a wins. second. I don't know what. I think they were on a farm. I don't really remember. But I, like, I for all we know, that's where they got fucking sent. Who knows? Well, you know, they had jobs. They had chores or like jobs. They had it was like sort of a self-sufficient, quote unquote, like make the prisoners do the work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was out in like a very rural area. I mean, who knows? Or it was something Maybe. similar, which also sucks because that means there were more than one. But um I guess that's not surprising. Uh, so the last stop is really good. And so a lot of this is from that documentary and people's like firsthand accounts, which is cool. Uh, so once you arrived at Elan, one of the first things to happen was that you were assigned a big brother who was an older student. And this was a co-ed place. So I don't know why they were just called a big brother, but they were. Um, who was an older student that would be both your guide and your jailer uh, to okay. make sure <laughs> you stayed in line, basically. Um And big brothers would play tricks on their little brother by speaking to them about running away, trying to like, you know, bait them into admitting that play tricks on them, a.k.a. like, I don't I don't even know if I just plain old manipulating them into like leaving just to catch them. Yeah, exactly. Admitting that they were going to run away and then they would report them to get them punished. Um, And so you were also told you were called non-strength. And so all new students were called non-strength. There was non-strength and there was strength. Um, And so there was a class divide where the strength students, you had to like graduate to that point. Um, And non-strengths were not permitted under any circumstances to talk to other non-strengths. Only strengths could talk to non-strengths. So confusing. So... Uh, the Elan cast system uh, was very effective, mostly because like everything in Elan, this is from uh, the website Elan.school, which originally was a school's website, but has since been taken over by the people who have like, you know, shut it down and like are I spreading love that. which is great. It's like a full takeover. Um, so according to their website, the Elan cast system was very effective, mostly because like everything in Elan, they took it completely to the extreme. So when you were a non, you couldn't so much as look in the direction of another non. You couldn't so much as pass them a broom. You couldn't say bless you if they sneezed. You had to look away in an exaggerated manner if one was looking at you. You definitely didn't want to whisper anything to yourself or make any weird hand gestures while another non was around because you would be immediately accused of sending them a message. And remember, strength were everywhere, and it was literally their job to catch you doing any of these things wow um and a lot of the problem too is that they would have the kids enforcing the rules so it was like it's very lord of the flies yeah it's very lord of the flies that it's it's kind of rough because you're like you want to blame the people enacting these punishments but then you're like they're just other kids being forced to do it so it's it's really fucked up and it really is like an like an a 
survival of the fittest environment yep. where it's like even if you don't want to be mean it's like if you don't be mean then someone else is going to do something to you like exactly then you're just going to be stuck there yeah and it's like you have to fight kill or be killed basically hmm. um and so you'd often spend six months trying to earn a strength title although some kids just never made it to strength and once you'd arrive you'd also have to start writing your guilt letter uh this so is that's i'm sorry is, are we not noticing all of the parallels to this in scientology Oh, M. Because like the fact that like you, they all rat each other out or try to like coax <gasps> confessions. They're all spying on each other. To then like put them in, I don't know, like Scientology jail, whatever it is, where they have to like go <laughs> do those like cup interviews. And then oh, like, like they have to. a good point. They have to write those letters. That way like they have all their admissions written down that can be used against them. Oh, right. They have like blackmail on you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Oh my god! And the seventies, wasn't that like right in the the beginning of Scientology? Maybe he was reading some like Dianetics bullshit while he was doing. This. <laughs> he was like, "Listen, we got some Synanon, some all this made up shit. Synanon, Scientology, Xenu, right? Combine yeah. them. We got this covered. We're gonna put a bunch of children in 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 the mix and see what happens. <laughs> what a mess! Oh, such a mess. Um, so you would write this guilt letter. Which was a letter you'd send home to your family explaining why you deserve to be there. <laughs> so oh, God. They, like, forced you to write it. Uh, however, any contact home that you – usually you didn't get any contact home. But if you did, if you were able to write a letter or make a phone call, of course it would all be screened. It would all be listened to. They had other kids screening all the phone calls and taking extensive notes on everybody's conversations. Um, and then – for the everyday activities of Elon, um, as an Elon resident, more like, I don't know, captive. But yeah, I was going to say prisoner. Prisoner. Or something, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you would participate in a daily activity called encounter groups. <sighs> so in encounter groups, you were asked to fill in a little slip of paper. And in the example... <laughs> In the documentary, they had a copy of one, and it was written in Comic Sans. I was like, how fun that they tried to make it whimsical for everybody. This is just like every other child's experience. (laughs) They were like attack therapy in like uh, alternating cases. Curls empty. (laughs) Curls empty. Exactly. So they had this little slip of paper, and it read to blank. And you would write the, the person's name. Then you would write from your own name. And it would was then followed by um, a list of five emotions and you would circle at least one of the emotions that applied. So if I were writing a letter to you, I'd be like, to M from Christine. And the emotion I would circle is like infatuation. You know, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but in real life, I would. If yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. If that, circle yes or no. Circle um, the butterfly or cross it out. Let me know which one you are. Uh, no, I get. That, I gotcha. If that were an option, sure. But yeah, so the the list of um, the actual list of uh, emotions were less fun. There was anger, hurt, jealousy, intimidation, and concern. Oh God, none of those are good. Bad concern sounds a. If somebody said I'm concerned about you, I'd be like, that's so fucking demeaning, and like, yeah. You know how I get very also, defensive. Also, again, very vague because it's like concerned about what? Concerned about yourself? Concerned about me? Concerned like anyone could take your concerned and very quickly like 
I don't know, gaslight you into like, oh, you're concerned about how we're handling things. Oh, you're oh, concerned don't worry. about the kids. You're about they're about to find out every detail about why someone is concerned with you. Because God. you circle it, you put it in a box at the front of the room, then everyone sits in a circle and the director reads out all the notes, followed by, Okay, uh, M, you are concerned about Christine. Uh get your they would say, get your feelings off. And that was basically the ready, set, go for you to just start screaming at me. You just started, you, it was like attack therapy. You yelled, you got your emotions out. And like, I have a hard time with this because I don't know, I don't know how else to say it except that yelling is something I really struggle with from life experience. And Uh I can't listen to yelling. Like it makes me I'm literally sweating thinking about it. So in the documentary, when they they had an actual recording of one of these sessions um, of these kids just screaming at each other, um, I had to fast forward it. I, it was just so overwhelming. But um, yeah, you would – it's called primal scream therapy. And like you would just scream at the other person and be like – I mean some of the examples were literally like, you fucking whore. I saw you talking to so-and-so. And I mean, just. Oh, yeah, because this is also co-ed, right? Yes. Yeah. Which like makes it twice as bad to me because like it's I mean, not saying that like there weren't like potentially closeted gay boys in my head. This was like an all boys school. But now that you're adding in the fact that there's like romantic or sexual expectations Mm -hmm. that could Mm -hmm. be going on in some way, like there could be like assault going on and like. Mm-hmm. I'm already thinking about just like in terms of in just that one instance of like if someone got assaulted, was that girl then allowed to scream at the person later or would that like just get her in more trouble? Like, I, I, yeah, I that's, feel like, yeah, because then question. I feel like you're in your own like, like your own, like, not only are you sitting inside this like abusive hellhole of a building, but every person around you is a potential threat but they're also saying the only way to heal is to scream your true emotions at them which could set other people off and hurt you exactly it's like get that all out but then the but aftermath then take the consequences. of that yeah, yeah the consequences are also something you have to consider oh, um and God. again these are kids like they're all kids so it's like how can you expect them to like teach them to scream and but not process or teach yeah. them to like get all their feelings up and not actually teach people how to regulate cope or or regulate or communicate um and one of the one of the women in the documentary too said like sometimes to this day and she was probably in her i would guess 60s and she said to this day if i'm having a hard day i don't give myself a pep talk like i hear screaming like i hear people (sighs) screaming at me and it it makes like it (laughs) made me cry i was like that's nightmarish you're sick in your 60s this has had such a lasting impact you were there for what a year and like it has traumatized you to such an extent that you still to this day like that's how you deal with you know feeling less than um so it's it's really they had an example in the documentary so uh if you're you know sensitive to that like me be forewarned but basically you they you would get a certain timer of a time limit of screaming at the person until you uh got it all off out of your system um it's terrifying to listen to and this is just how they had you deal with your emotions so uh they'd also facilitate this thing called primal scream therapy which was just pri- like just sc- guttural screaming to like try and get your 
emotions out which like um, i'm sorry but like this is the i i'm i'm very aware of how much i'm interrupting you in this story no no sorry. no it's I just mean, like it's, how could you not th- i mean like what a perfect example of like toxic masculinity too by the way of like this guy is like running this built this school full of children and he is like well the way i learned is just to scream instead of express or like yeah I feel like at some point violence is going to get involved, in which case I'm going to be like, oh, interesting how you also thought that was the way to heal. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that's how all men or all people handle things, but it's very interesting that like this one guy tried this really shitty version of therapy and like was like now all of a sudden like I'm good enough at this that I can make children do it. And to force it upon children. It wasn't like, oh, you can volunteer for this. It was like. Not that that's any better as a child. You don't really have that that consent. But just to even f- be forcing them and then if they don't participate to punish them, it just adds such a fucked up level to this. Just um, for the just for that the version of therapy that he thinks works is the one that involves zero communication, zero self-growth, zero looking within, zero yeah. talking to no others. No introspection, and no communication. No, just like be primal and scream guttural sounds and probably be violent until you just don't feel anything. Until you just so you exhaust yourself. Or end up with a brain aneurysm. Amen. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So that's basically how it went day to day. Um, and they had these, they had this list of rules, of course, um, which you had to adhere to. And they were called guilt. And if you went against guilt, and guilt was obviously a huge part of how they enacted like control over you. Um, and if you went against guilt, there would be severe repercussions. Um, so the Suzuki Thoughts blog I mentioned earlier did a list of what guilt included. I'm going to list some of them here. Talking too quietly, talking too loudly, talking to someone without authorization, talking talking to a non-strength while being a non-strength, talking too much, not talking enough, talking about non-Elan-related subjects, uh, having sex, but that not only having sex, but also looking at someone the opposite gender, very heteronormative place, the 70s, 80s, uh, talking to someone of the opposite sex. You could immediately be blamed for uh, being sexually interested in somebody, even if you had a crush. Not good. Um, uh, Deliberately avoiding looking at someone of the opposite sex. So even if you were looking at them and you got in trouble because now you were sexually interested in them. But if you avoided looking at them, then that was like also shady. And now you were in trouble for intentionally avoiding looking at them. I mean, it was like anything you possibly did was going to get you... I mean, this sounds like just any good old classic domestic ab- abuser. Fully. You can't like, win. There's absolutely nothing you can do. And exactly. And I will find a way to be upset. I will find a way. You will do something wrong in my eyes. Exactly. Literally, you are trying to avoid looking doing at someone. Thing. Avoid doing the thing in either direction and you're still wrong. And you're. Really? And how dare you. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. What else do we have? Being attracted to someone. Looking outside. Looking at the floor. Having negative body language, reacting to insults, slouching or yawning, being sideways, reading or writing. <laughs> okay. Reading uh, or writing, educating yourself. So also like – Yep. I, at this point, like obviously no one was old enough, strong enough, or even should have to do this. But I would love from a third-party perspective to just sit in, across from a bar with this guy and be like, so what are they supposed to do? Like, yeah. 
like what like what is like, your what's, expectation what's then? the ideal student then like, like don't look don't look outside don't look at people do look at people but not for the same amount of time don't look at the floor where are they where do they look what do they look at sit up straight but don't look like you're smug uh yeah don't read but talk be but smart. not a lot but also not too often but also not often enough but also but, too loud but, but too soft pretty quietly but not too quiet it, it's batshit crazy um drawing not falling asleep sleeping for too long laughing at a joke uh made by someone of a higher rank doing poorly on academics even though there really wasn't any school um feeling tired speaking without permission eating after designated meal times not eating going outside rolling your eyes attempting to run away swearing without permission smiling without permission uh not smiling enough making any sort of physical contact even shaking hands was forbidden um Wearing clothes with image, which I assume is like trying to be trendy, having bad thoughts, showing or voicing any dissent. So you're fucked, basically. That's that's the list of examples. I would love to know the statistics of what happened to kids after they either graduated, whatever that means, or left this program. Because like there's no offense to those people. And I'm sure I mean, they went through hell and back. But like, I can't imagine the vast majority are 1000 percent. No. stable or or feeling mentally safe and healthy and no supported. and they do actually i don't I know the right go. word i don't mean to offend anybody but like like after going through that kind of trauma like i'd love to know where Let's you ended up this doesn't set you up for success you know at Oof. the very least and i there in that documentary they do have statistics of the percentage of people who ended up um rever- there's a whole list of statistics but it's like the people the percentage of people who left ilan and ended up um becoming addicted to drugs the percentage of people who ended up in jail so they do have all the statistics actually and they are not good yeah Uh, really not good i think yeah yeah really bad i mean there's just a whole bunch of traumatized children that you just send back out into the world um so actually i'm gonna stop there because i have like literally four more pages and i feel like (laughs) we're at two hours so we did a halfway point but that's fine. I, I, you never get to do two parters, but like, I know, and I, I honestly, don't you, rush pr- it. you probably could have gotten through it if I wasn't interrupting so mm-hmm. many times. But like, we and, needed to though. Like, I couldn't just in the darkest, off. in the darkest way possible. This, it, you know, this is fascinating. It's so sad, but it's like I feel like I don't want to overlook. No, like, no, what I, these I, poor kids had to go through either. It's definitely a discussion-based uh, topic, discussion-based story. Um, and there's just so much more. I mean, usually my s- stories are like four pages and I just went through four pages. So that's about the length of a normal story anyway, but, um, I don't want to rush it. So that's so, I mean, <sighs> it wow. just gets crazier. So I guess we'll, I can't, and we next. haven't even gotten to violence yet. It's just been like, I know true. Like just feels like a complete dictatorship over innocent kids who don't even want to be there or need to be there. And the fact that it went on till 2011, Yikes. And the fact that he was making a cool, like, maybe quarter million dollars per child. <laughs> like, per what? person. <laughs> My God. Well, okay. I I don't really want to say I can't wait to find out what happens, but I do look forward to hearing the rest of this. Um, yeah. Sorry in advance if I interrupt you next week because I, I got it. No, I'm glad. I, I have like a lot of opinions, apparently. Well, it's worth discussing, I think. So thank you for sitting through that. You're welcome. I will, uh, good call on uh, making it a two-parter and, uh, <laughs> I'll try to come up with, uh, some new fascinating story next week that maybe involves less stairs. 
this time. I feel like I'm pretty exhausted from that. So I'd rather not exercise I'll try to my muscles. Find so like much. a haunted couch next time. <laughs> you know? So fiddle lay on. Something you. something more well, relaxing. Maybe someone will write in with that Barbie dream house and we can finally go over that. Honestly, if I um, <laughs> if I could find a story in the next week of a haunted Barbie dream house, <laughs> can you imagine? That would really I'll God. we'll figure out what happens. We'll figure Seal out. Seal the happens. deal. All right. Well, we'll see y'all then. Fingers crossed for that dream house like I was when I was a child and I never got it. So, uh, <laughs> Me neither. And <laughs> that's why we drink. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.